0: Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! No, we didn't buy the hotel. We're just using it tonight. But we thought it would be a great place to meet. Isn't it great to be here together with everybody all in one service? Fantastic. Well, welcome to the best night ever. That's the theme tonight, the best night ever. And you're going to hear that phrase later this evening, so I want you to practice it because you're going to be saying it. So would you join me in saying the best night ever? Ready? The best night, night ever. ever! Exactly. And we hope it will be in every way because, guess what, we're not only celebrating Jesus' birth tonight, we've arranged for Jesus to be with us. He says that where two or three or more are gathered together in his name, that he is there. Now you might be here tonight saying, look, I just came with friends or family because I'm going to have dinner afterwards. Our hope is just before dinner, during this service, you will get to meet Jesus that if you came expecting to worship Jesus and to reflect on his birth, that you would meet Jesus in a fresh way as well. We're here because God loves us so much that he promised us the best night ever. Can you say that? The best night ever. And would you turn to the people around you and wish them a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
1: Hey, let's stand up and sing some carols together, one big family. here, little kids? Anybody? How many of you have have already tried to get them to be quiet? Anybody? Well, guess what? Eight pound, three ounce baby Jesus was not quiet that night. So everyone breathe a sigh of relief. And how many of you are happy that kids are here with us? Yes. So it's okay, parents, if they're ill behaved. One of my favorite things is watching our kids sing these songs with us. What is one of your favorite parts of Christmas? Would you turn to the person next to you? What's your favorite part of Christmas? Would you share just a minute?
2: Well, on your chairs
1: tonight, you guys had a packet of lots of information. There's also inside of there a connect card that we love for you to let us know how to connect with you, how to serve you. It's also a prayer request card. If you have specific needs for your family, maybe, maybe after, after this service at dinner, you got some in-laws, any, any way that we could pray for you, would you please let us know? We're here to serve. If you're around my house during the season, you'll know that it's Christmas time because movies are on. Christmas Vacation, It's a Wonderful Life, The Christmas Story, All Day Tomorrow on TBS. Those are the movies that are the soundtrack of the season for us. But our favorites as a family is Home Alone. Anybody like Home Alone? Now I went to see it in the theater in 1990. I saw it again in the theater. And just to be conservative, I've seen it, let's say, two times per year for the last 25 years. 50 times I've seen that movie. But I noticed something today for the first time. That church actually plays a central theme in little Kevin McCallister's life. The first part is when he's running away from the wet bandits. You might call them the sticky bandits by the lesser known Home Alone 2, but it's the wet bandits. He's running away from them and he hides in the manger scene of a church. There's rescue for him in the church. And then later on, he has this very crucial, it is actually the pivotal moment of the entire movie. We get to watch Kevin grow up. Remember that scene? He goes to church and he learns something new. And he walks away knowing what to do next. May that be true for you tonight. That as we're here in church in a hotel room, that you learn something new. You learn something new in the Christmas story. The story that is continually refreshed in our hearts and our minds every single year. We also hope that you learn to do something specifically, that you would walk away knowing what God's saying to you, what he's calling you to do. Church is a place that we can come and think about meaning. So as we're reflecting on the Christmas story, what does Christmas mean to you? We actually have, let's say, planted a few folks, to be totally authentic, we've planted a few folks that I'm going to ask them what Christmas means to them. I might come into the crowd too, so think of your response. Heroka, what does Christmas mean to you?
3: Christmas is a reminder God gave us a perfect gift of Jesus Christ, and it's a gift that
0: keeps on giving, and it never expires, and never goes outdated,
2: and it's the gift I never knew I had until I found Jesus at this church.
1: It's awesome, so as these people are sharing, you might have this moment where you think, oh, me too, me too. What does Christmas mean to you? What Christmas means to me is
3: celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and going into this season we all know that worldly and material influences get very strong and I consider it a main goal to
1: always keep my eyes set on the Lord and always remember the reason for the season. Dang, that's a good answer. Good, we're done. No, okay.
3: Okay, what does Christmas mean to you? Uh, Christmas is a reminder that we're given a new life through faith in Jesus and Faith in Jesus gives me a new perspective in life.
1: Awesome. Okay. Are you ready? That's okay. What is, yes, yes. I did ask my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter here, Claire, the other day, what Christmas meant to her. And, of course, as any four-and-a-half-year-old girl would say, she said presents. But right after, I said, what else? And she said, well, it's Jesus' birthday. And that's the core of our, our, our faith and of our foundation of our home and our family and this church and, uh, and that's really important. I think this is an important time for us to, to focus on that. It's so easy to get distracted with. It's probably getting harder and harder and harder to keep that as the, the primary focus with everything you see. And, you know, when you're walking around, and it doesn't matter if it's Target or commercials or anything, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the core foundation that Jesus was born into this world to save us. So what does Christmas mean to you? Christmas is a season that is pregnant with meaning, pun intended. We're going to invite up Chris and Ashton Talvert, who are very pregnant, and I'm sure the significance of the birth of Jesus is not lost on them. So as you guys are in a very interesting time of your lives, starting a new family, what does Christmas mean to you guys?
2: I'm not a great speaker, so I wrote my answer down. <laughs> um, being Christmas and very pregnant, um, I had a few thoughts uh, this entire month about uh, what Christmas means to me. I found myself uh, contemplating Mary's story this Christmas. Um, Perhaps it's the fact I can relate this year. Um, Being nine months pregnant at such a busy time of year is exhausting. I'm sure Mary felt the same way um, as she traveled amongst all the others in a city filled to the brim with people, all rushing around to fulfill their census requirements and head back home. Traveling in a car or walking, for this matter, uh, for me at this stage of pregnancy has been pretty uncomfortable, back aches, pelvic pressure, the nerve pain, just think, Mary would have felt that too as she rode through rough terrain on a donkey to Bethlehem. Then comes the fact that as they enter town, she finds herself in labor. She didn't even have room to labor in, nor a bed to welcome her sweet baby boy into the world. Instead a barn was offered and she accepted. Would any other mother choose to bring her baby into the world that way? Over the past few weeks, I've comprised a birth plan, filled out hospital forms for a semi-private room, packed suitcases with everything we'll need, and I'm anticipating a birth surrounded by professionals in a clean, sanitary environment. Would I trade that for a stable birth? Never. Our baby's um, hospital bag is packed, overflowing with soft little outfits, tiny little diapers, and warm blankets. Mary's options were swaddling clothes. Merely strips of cloth. My baby will be snuggled close in warm blankets, placed in a bassinet, Mary only had a manger, a feeding trough for animals, and yet, amidst the unsanitary conditions, lowing of the animals, and the smells that linger in a barn, a cry burst out as the baby boy was born. Angels sing, shepherds, wise men worshiped. A star lit up the skies, and there in Bethlehem, in a lily stable, was born. Um, and a humble birth was the savior of the world Jesus had come and for that just I don't know this whole entire month has just been a big blessing and I feel much closer to God calling upon him and asking him to bless me and bless our family and bless him and help us raise a good son <laughs> so.
1: thank you yes, well done time to hear the christmas story and as we have our readers come forward i'm going to pray for us lord would you give us fresh ears this is a story many of us have heard many many times but this story continues and it's new and fresh tonight so would you open up our hearts open up our ears help us to hear what you're trying to say to us the specific things you want us to pay attention to in jesus name amen
3: When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first
2: census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger.
1: Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about.
0: shepherds do after they saw Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Now, it's not written in the Bible, but I bet you anything they said, this is the best night ever. Don't you agree? My gosh, wouldn't you say that too? If you had seen what they had seen, if you had heard What they had heard, if you felt in the deepest part, the core of your being, what happened that night, for the rest of your days, whether asked or volunteered, you'd say, this is the best night ever. Have I told you about the best night ever? Have I told you about every day that has been the best day ever and ever and ever forever? He who was mighty was announced by angels. And the poor and the powerless got to see Jesus. The poor and the powerless got to see him first because they weren't busy looking in the mirrors at their own beauty, at their own grandeur, at their own magnificence, at their own awesomeness. They were smitten by the awesomeness of God. Have you been smitten by the awesomeness of God? I hope you have. And I hope you will be. Not just in some emotional way, but in a truly transformational way. As if everything is clearer. Everything is brighter. Everything makes more sense than it's ever made before. And the great thing is we get to celebrate this and worship him together. This is, in fact, the best night ever he who was mighty fulfilled the prophecies of Israel he was mighty told Zechariah his son John would prepare the way he spoke to Mary promising that her son Jesus would be the way who saves God's people and all the nations he who was mighty spoke to Joseph assuring him his son was born of God and blessed by God No ordinary boy. He who is mighty spoke to the wise men, proclaiming a savior king. No wonder they all could say, This is the best night ever. It's okay if you say it with me, because it is the best night ever. And here's the great thing He who is mighty continues to speak to us. Are you listening? Well, he hasn't spoken to me. Are you listening? How will I know if he's speaking to me? Are you listening? When will he speak to me? Are you listening? If you're listening, he will speak to you. He'll speak to you through your problems and through your joys. He'll speak to you through your closest, dearest friends and your worst enemies. He will speak to you through the circumstances of your life, through your innermost thoughts, hopes, dreams, and aspirations. Because he wants to break through the fog of this world and shine his light into our hearts and our minds. He wants to bring clarity in that big space between our ears. And he wants to cover the largest expanse in the universe, the distance from our minds to our hearts. He is speaking. Are you listening? He's speaking to you tonight through music, through scripture, through people's stories. Perhaps he's speaking to you through great memories of Christmas's past. Maybe you're sitting here tonight saying, you know, I used to believe this stuff. What happened? Maybe you're sitting here for the first time having heard it and saying, is this really believable? And I can assure you, it is. He wants you to go to sleep tonight saying, this is the best night ever. Because I was in the presence of God. I felt the presence of God. I heard the presence of God. I want to walk for the rest of my days in the presence of God. Because this is the best night ever. And as we do that, he will do a mighty work in us. In every family and in every community in the world. God is above every culture. He works through and within every culture. As people listen to him. As people Turn their hearts toward him. He breaks through the clutter, the chaos, the confusion. That's why it's the best night ever. Now here's the thing. I think we can agree, no matter all the differences represented here tonight, that we all want a better world. Wouldn't you agree? I think if we could travel to every village, every town, every city, anywhere in the world and, and I have a simple interview with everybody we encountered and we asked the question would you like a better world everybody in every language and every tradition every culture would say yes i do desperately so we all want a better world but when it comes to saving the world we are poor and we are powerless it takes more than money to make a better world it takes more than military strength to make a better world. It takes more than good intentions to make a better world. We all want to get it right, but we cannot get it right apart from him because he alone is the one who can make a better world. Why? Because everything was made through him and for him. This world belongs to him. And what we celebrate tonight is him coming back to reclaim it, to say, I never left it, and I will redeem it. God doesn't leave us out in the cold, hungry and alone. He welcomes us home. You are home tonight because you're in the presence of God. In Jesus' name, he's created a place for us, for each one of us in his kingdom. And because he invites us, no one has a right to keep us out. You have been invited by the king himself to receive his grace to walk in his love, to know his truth that will set you free. Jesus came into the world bringing good news of great joy. He says this, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and we will eat together as friends. That's what you're gonna do tonight, right? You're gonna eat together as family and friends. And tomorrow you'll eat together as family and friends. And if your life goes the way you probably hope it goes, every day we'll have some time when you eat with family and friends. And when people become friends with Jesus, what do they say? They say this, this is the best night ever. Why? Well, because Jesus is God's love letter to the world. The ink is still wet. It's his love letter to you. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He's the prince of peace for a world in conflict, for a person in conflict, for a marriage in conflict, for a family or a community in conflict. He's the hope of the nations and the light of the world. He is the beloved lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Do you know him? Do you know him? If not, Receive him into your heart by faith. Make this in your own personal way the best night ever. So I ask you this question. In the presence of so many gifts given and received, what will you give God this Christmas? What will you give God this Christmas? The best gift you can give him, and you know the answer, is you Christina Rossetti says it this way in her poem In the Bleak Midwinter it's what the little drummer boy is saying what can I give him poor as I am if I were a shepherd I'd bring him a lamb if I were a wise man I would do my part what can I give him Give him my heart. Give him your heart. Give him your heart tonight. Give him your heart tomorrow. Every day, start your day by saying, Lord, here's my heart. And you will find yourself being drawn closer and closer to the very heart of God. Why? Because Jesus is the hope of every human heart. This amazing truth is what we celebrate and proclaim by his grace this evening. It's why we can say with all the enthusiasm we have at the top of our lungs, this is the best night ever. Merry Christmas and God bless you.
1: In the packets of paper that was on your seats, there's also an envelope. An envelope that describes the many different ways to give to the church. And of course there are costs associated with doing church. There's organizing worship. There's programs that help people grow spiritually. There's many programs and events that serve local community and people around the world. But what I want to say, and if this is something that turns you off about church, then tune me out for a second. Think about the cookies you want to eat later. But there's something else that's much more important. And I'm not going to break out into a little drummer boy, although I'm tempted, a little solo. But there's something that happens inside of us when we choose to participate and engage with what God is up to. Because the story that started that night was the story that continues to unfold. The story that God is present, that God is here That God is available, and you don't have to go inside of a church. You don't have to do things to engage with him. There's opportunities for us to engage with him now. And giving is a key way. When we give to the work of God, we say, I want to be a character in the story too. So I'm going to pray as we consider, what is God asking us to give? Lord, thank you for, as I think about 2015, thank you for what you've given to me and to us. You've given us much the things that we can see, and so many things that we cannot. And I pray in this moment, Lord, that you would inspire something inside of us, that you'd speak to us. Lord, what does it look like for us to return out of worship, worshiping you, to return the things that you've given to us, that we let go of them and give them back to you? And when we give, Lord, we say we trust you and we want to be a part of your story. So would you speak to us during this time? In Jesus' name, amen.
4: the brightly shining I'll see.
0: candle (laughs) extinguish your candle until somebody's light touches your candle so here's the proper etiquette i will fire up my candle and i'm going to touch somebody's candle and they can fire up theirs and as it moves through the, the room we will light our candles we were going to have real candles the hotel said we have to have these candles so we are going to have fun with these candles anyway because we were remembering that christ is the light of the world And he came to light each one of us up. That together we'd burn bright for him. That we would be not only those who worship Jesus Christ, the hope of the world, but Christ in us would be the hope that the world sees. (gasps) Whoa! It worked. before the benediction let me say this carefully extinguish your candles (laughs) and then uh, leave them with the ushers as you exit tonight if we can pray for you about anything that God has put on your heart or your mind for yourself or for anyone else as you go out these doors this side of the room uh, we'll have a prayer team some people there who are willing to have a brief prayer with you before you leave they would love to pray with you if there's anything that you would like them to pray with you about We worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 1045. This Sunday, we'll have one service for everybody at 10 o'clock at Lohia Community Church. Thank you for all of you who made this evening happen. Thank you for all of you sharing this evening with us. And now would you please stand for the benediction. This is the good word from God. Given by Moses to his brother Aaron from God to be given to all people as they leave the presence of God. Why? Because God goes with us. And so now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us all, giving us everything we need to walk in newness and fullness of life with him, both now and forevermore, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And a merry, merry Christmas to you and yours. God bless you all.